0: Hello, and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast an ongoing series coming, covering a range of healthcare topics affecting the lives of physicians and patients. Today, we're talking with Dr. Kirsten Bibbins-Domingo, the new editor-in-chief of JAMA and the JAMA Network in Chicago, about what it's like to take on her new role at such a pivotal time in science, medicine, and public health. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's chief experience officer in Chicago. Uh, Dr. Bibbins-Domingo, Welcome to The Update.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure uh, to uh, have you today uh, and to introduce you to the Update audience out there. Uh, Just a little bit of background about you. You spent pretty much your academic uh, life as a student, uh, position scientist and academic leader at UC San Francisco. What drove you to make a change like this?
1: That's exactly right. I've been my really my entire um, academic and professional life at, uh, at UCSF. Um, it's a wonderful place to be. Uh, it's where I learned to practice medicine, learned to uh, do research. Um, I think for many of us, the pandemic was a time of um, uh, raising awareness about important issues, uh, about where medicine is working well and where it's failing us the deep inequities that really are a challenge for all of us, and I think the urgency to do something more about them. And so uh, that's what led me to think about uh, what we can do from other parts of the medicine and scientific ecosystem. And uh, having a platform like JAMA and the JAMA Network uh, to try to attract science, vet science, and then disseminate it as broadly as possible to, to try to address some of these issues was a really extraordinary opportunity.
0: Well, let's talk about some of those changes and uh, how you can make those uh, with a platform like JAMA. Um, Just for starters, uh, as you're likely aware, September is AMA's Women in Medicine Month, and this year's theme is Leading with Purpose. And it's a good fit. uh, As we look at your opening viewpoint in JAMA, Uh, it was titled The Urgency of Now and the Responsibility to Do More. What, talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, this urgency, you mentioned it before, and what does leading with purpose mean to you?
1: Sure. Um, Again, I think uh, the pandemic um, uh, uncovered issues that we all knew were out there. We have extraordinary advances in science, but they don't always reach and have the broadest impact we'd like them to have. Um, We have a disconnect sometimes between medicine and public health and all of the factors that contribute to health. Um, we and we we in all of these the, the inequities loom large and they really um, are both um disproportionately impacting particular communities and also preventing all of us from achieving the health goals that we have, whether in the clinical setting or in public health. So the urgency is clearly there. I feel that even more so now as we start to move a little bit into the next phase of the pandemic because there's this tendency to sort of snap back to the way we were doing things before. I I think the opportunity is to take the principles and values um, that I hold dear, um, the experiences that I have, and to bring them to a really strong organization that is already doing its work very well, and to think about how with that perspective and that urgency, uh, we can have an even broader impact.
0: Well, you mentioned that juxtaposition between uh, the innovation and the connectedness that we saw in medicine during the pandemic. Pandemic, But at the same time, you know, the exposing the magnification really of flaws and disparities. When you look back at kind of the lessons that we learned, you know, how do we apply those learnings going forward?
1: Right. I think we we do have some really wonderful examples of people thinking in innovative ways of um, institutions thinking across uh, um, across sectors of innovations. Let's just say things like telemedicine, which before the pandemic, we were all wringing our hands about how we might do this. And now we accept that as a routine part uh, part of the way we practice medicine. Um, with its own challenges of thinking about how we sustain them. I think we have to really highlight those lessons and those areas where um, people have been thinking in more innovative and creative ways and then make sure we amplify them and uh, and think about the, the ways in which we can sustain them. Um, but it's really important, I think, uh, for those of us who are in the business of communication the way we are uh, at JAMA and the JAMA Network, uh, that we are constantly highlighting uh, the things that have worked and really, uh, putting the pressure on to think about what we can, su- what we sh- can and should sustain, uh, because the health challenges um, as the pandemic winds down uh, will remain, and it many of them will actually, I think, be even greater.
0: Just picking up on something you said, uh, because I think it's been a real issue through the pandemic. You said uh, the the job is about communication, um, and I think a lot in the pandemic, the job that some people thought it was about the science tell me a little bit about how you think about uh those two things especially as we emerge from the pandemic
1: sure well it is it is about both right um so we are any of us uh in our daily lives we um we Know that we have the luxury right now of being able to consume informations from so many different sources, um, and I think uh, and and we have we um, live in an environment where innovation, scientific discovery is happening at an extremely rapid pace. So we want to be in in the uh, business of um, of attracting the best science, of uh, vetting the best science, and making sure that all of the information that we receive includes uh, this latest scientific discovery and, and innovation. At the same time, many of us are also experiencing information overload, um, not understanding which sources of information that we can trust. Um, And so we have to be in the business of always uh, recognizing that we're in an extraordinary time where discovery and innovation uh, in science, medicine, and in public health is proceeding at a rapid pace. We want to get that information out. And yet we want to be... Um, uh, the trusted source for that information, because uh, the challenge, I think, for us, uh, all of us, is really understanding what can we trust? Is this the most important information for that allows us to help take care of our patients and to take care of all of our patients um, and our communities uh, to advance health?
0: Curated from more than 3000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org/myinbox. That's ama-assn.org/myinbox. How do you take that perspective then into this new role and uh, leverage uh, a platform like JAMA to help address the challenges that we've been through and the opportunities going forward?
1: Right, one of the things that I wrote about in in the editorial was um was that the perspectives and the experiences of who is uh who in JAMA and our JAMA network is thinking about uh about a science and the context in which a science and medicine occurs, uh, the perspectives and the diverse perspectives are actually really important. Um, so who's in the room matters. Um, and I mean not just in in the small room, but in the extended room. The JAMA and the JAMA network we're a, we're a pretty large and broad organization, when you think of the many people who serve um, uh, as editors on our boards, as reviewers, as authors and contributors, we have to make sure that uh, that the type of science we attract, the viewpoints we attract, uh, really uh, reflect the diversity of thought and innovation and science that is out there. We have to make sure, though, we're also at the other side, also being uh, making sure that we have the standards that allow us to be the trusted source of. That information, and so um, and so, I, I think on both on both um, in both areas. Um, we are building on where JAMA has, and JAMA and the JAMA Network has been for a long time. Uh, trust has been a cornerstone of how JAMA and the network think about uh, the work, the work of our journals. And I think at this point, we want to make sure that we are responsive in an ever-changing environment uh, to making sure that uh, that we have um, all of the people on our team, on our expanded team, who can think about what. The latest science that's most important is available at how we vet that and how we uh, disseminate it in the in the best broadest possible way.
0: Now, as uh, far as your strategy goes, that's a, uh, a good lead-in uh, because you've said you know the first part of that strategy is start with the science, and it's kind of interesting because we're in a a place where it now where you know maybe that is not as straightforward as it sounds. How do we? you know, study the areas that don't neatly fit necessarily into traditional research research methods like clinical trials?
1: Right. Well, clinical trials are important. Uh, they, especially for those of us who are taking care of patients and prescribing therapeutics, um, uh Things like that are studied by in clinical trials. That's the most important uh, level of evidence for those types of interventions. Clinical trials, frankly, have undergone quite an evolution themselves. And so there are innovations in clinical trials. And we want to make sure that on our team, we really um, understand and can assess uh, all of the ways in which scientists are pushing the envelope on how to conduct clinical trials. We also know that many things in clinical practice are not amenable to the standard randomized clinical trial. We live in an Environment where data sources are really exploding. We have the ability to integrate data sources and study them in a way that gives us confidence for things that we can't neatly study in a randomized trial. So we also have to be open to those new types of studies um, because uh, we want to have the highest level of evidence for all of the questions that we have in medicine and public health, and that requires being open to different uh, types of study designs in addition to um, in addition to clinical trials.
0: Uh, just picking up on some of the other uh, background, I've been reading uh, about what your viewpoint is. You've talked about context, uh, and you've talked about breadth and depth. Um, how do you balance all three of those things?
1: Right. So um, I think of. Uh, Even when I was at UCSF and teaching about this, I want scientists, I want people who are writing scientific papers to help the reader of the paper understand the context for that scientific discovery. How is this scientific discovery going to make it into clinical practice? What will be the barriers? How do we think about access to care? How do we think about the diversity of the populations being studied? I want us both in the science and in the discussions of our scientific articles, as well as in the many other parts of our journal, the viewpoints, the editorials, uh, to really understand that the experience of our patients, the experience of of the populations for health, really uh, context always matters. And uh, and we can't uh, think of any one of the, the types of studies that we have just in isolation. What I love about JAMA and the JAMA Network is that we're a broad network of uh, of 13 journals. Um, I want uh, I want readers who uh, are loyal and have the journal that that is their their home when they want to read about a pediatric discovery that they find it in JAMA Pediatrics. I also want, um, want uh, readers to think about um, science across the network. So I myself, am a am a general internist. I care for young adults. I find articles that are important for my practice in JAMA Pediatrics and in JAMA Internal Medicine and in JAMA and JAMA Network Open. And so I think uh, as with everything and all of our experience and how we consume information, I think what you'll see is a more um, giving the reader what they need, what they want, um, because um, because we, we, we generally have a specific focus area. But oftentimes, I think we want to understand things across many of the of the um, uh, um, issue types that we have across the network. And that really is the opportunity for JAMA and the JAMA network is to go deep in a particular subject area, but also to go broad and to tailor this to give the reader what they want.
0: Dr. Bibbins-Domingo, it is such a pleasure to have you here. And we'll look forward to hearing from you regularly about Uh, what is hot uh, in the clinical and research worlds and uh, in JAMA in the future. Thanks for being with us here today. That wraps up today's AMA update. We'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, you can find all of our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcast. Thanks for joining us today and please take care.